Yeah, we're going to start Fitz at quarterback this week, and uh, that's feels uh, what we feel like we need to do this week to give ourselves the best chance. What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com, and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at jarko underscore bucks and at dh82 underscore bucks. That, of course, was the voice of head coach Dirk Cutter declaring that Fitzmagic is back in Tampa Bay. Ryan Fitzpatrick named the starter against the Carolina Panthers coming up this weekend. And, David, we talked about it yesterday when we had Evan on following the game. Um, I'm not surprised by this in, in the least. Jameis Winston has looked absolutely atrocious this season. Um, Fitzpatrick has played overall really, really well. You go back to a bad first half against the Steelers. They almost came back and win it all. Then you have just a defensive meltdown against Chicago. Not much he was going to do there. Um, but overall, we've we've really seen basically one bad half of football out of Fitzpatrick, whereas we've seen 13 quarters and 11 turnovers out of Jameis Winston. So no surprise at all whatsoever when it comes to the announcement today. No, not at all. I mean, that's, it's what we, like you said, it's what we talked about in yesterday's episode. I said then that, you know, I, I felt the team needed to move forward with Fitzpatrick and I wrote on the website that the team needed to move forward with Fitzpatrick. I, I, I stand by it now. I meant it then. And it, it's just the best decision for, for the entire team uh, as it stands right now. Uh, like you said, I don't, I don't hold Chicago really against anybody. And I know that everybody gave Mike Smith a whole lot of grief when he said this, but I really do. I, I look at that game as kind of an anomaly where everybody kind of gets a buy as in, you know, okay, we're just going to chalk that up as a throwaway game. As, as much as you can't afford those in the NFL, that's that's kind of what it has to be because nobody played well. So if, if you can't you can't crucify anybody, any one person for that contest because nobody did well. Uh, coaches, players, everybody. Um, but then, yeah, if you look at the 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 remaining body of work, you know, one bad half against Pittsburgh, like you said, and I mean, he you know he was able to he you know along with the help of the defense was able to kind of bounce back in that one, even though they they still came out with the loss. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a franchise quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, I kind of view him like I like I talked about Trent Dilfer and the fact that Dilfer's got a Super Bowl ring. If if Ryan Fitzpatrick were to ever get a ring, I imagine it would be on the back of a a, a really impressive defense, not on on the, uh, the the shoulder of his own arm. You know what I mean? But when you look at the Buccaneers and you look at the 2018 version, because that's all we have right now, this the, he's the quarterback that just very clearly gives the team uh, the best opportunity to win. He makes more plays. He makes better decisions. Yeah, he's going to throw interceptions. Yeah, Fitz tragic. You know, may or may not show up at another point during the season. There may be another three interception half. You know, on the horizon. But looking at the totality of things and the entire body of work, it's just it's it's the best move the Buccaneers can make with what they have in their locker room today. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with with anything that you just said. And you and I have both been big Jameis supporters and Jameis defenders. Um, but you reach a point where you can't do it anymore, where the proof is out there that he's just not getting the job done. We can we can find reasoning and we can find excuses as to why things 
went a certain way or why they may have gone one way instead of another. But after after a performance like he had against the Bengals, there's we we can't we can't do that based off that game. It was just it was all him. It was all on his shoulders. And right. the best chance for this team right now, a team that is built to win, is Ryan Fitzpatrick and and the way he he started off the season. You you have to go back to it. Um, and I don't think there's a single person in the locker room more excited than Deshaun Jackson. I'll bet he has. No interest in being traded at this point if Fitzpatrick's going to stay under center. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But right now, I I go into a game with a division rival and a red hot Panthers team with more confidence that the Buccaneers have an opportunity to win with Fitzpatrick than I do if they had Winston. Right, and I mean for the record, I'm still a Winston supporter. At the end no, of the day, I, like, I if this team too. decides. Yeah, and if this team decides to keep him, if they decide to, you know, uh, uh, stay committed to that fifth-year option, or if they rework a deal and kind of bring him in on a longer-term deal with maybe less money per year, you know, whatever, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to, you know, burn a flag or burn a jersey or anything. But it's it's the defending part, right? That that we're talking about now is unfortunately where we've gotten to because we we talked about it when when they beat the 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 Rams. Wow, when they beat the Browns. Uh, I saw a few things in that game and I mentioned it, you know, that, that looked to me like he was a guy who was learning, but that in the crunch time moments and the high pressure moments that he just kind of reverted to his, his natural, you know, his, his true nature of, of who he is. And you mentioned it uh, about this last game about against the Bengals, where he kind of looked like a guy who, when he threw his interceptions, he was worried about his next interception. And there, there's a saying in football where, you know, pressure is cumulative. And it, it really, it really showed itself in Cincinnati. He really looked like a quarterback who just the pressures of everything, the pressures of being a Heisman winner, first round draft pick, you know, franchise quarterback for a franchise that really it was in desperate need of one. Uh, the allegations, the suspension, the coming back, the fit, the having to follow Fitz Magic in the, in this season and and try to live up to those those uh, expectations. It really just seems they like all came to a head. And what we saw in Cincinnati was you know, a half, a half, and then another half a quarter of just Jameis reverting back to old Jameis. I mean, he threw four picks, but let's be honest, there was, there was what, five more balls that could have been intercepted. I mean, that first drive alone, I want to say there were two passes before they even got close to the end zone that could have been intercepted. Uh, You know, obviously he got picked off in the end zone, but before that, I mean, that there was a, there was a possibility potential there if uh, the the Bengals safety had been able to control the ball that they never even would have sniffed the end zone on that opening drive. And it would have started as with a turnover earlier in, in that drive. And yeah, I mean, I just, what I saw was a guy who just regressed back to, you know, what I, what I kind of believe is just uh, just the subconscious nature of Jameis Winston for an entire game. And that's not, you can't, you can't have that. Well, if, if any of our listeners want to head out, to this weekend's game and witness the rebirth of Fitz Magic, I urge that they check out our friends over at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in a particular section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners to our show an exclusive promo code if you are a new customer and you will receive $20 off orders of $200 or more, saving you even more money. 
Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. David, let's 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 move on now. We we've we've reacted to Dirk Cutter. Let's talk about something a little more positive. Uh, the 2018 World Series champion Boston <laughs> Red Sox. Are we going to get into this conversation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if anybody's listened to the show long enough, they know I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Rockies fan. And the Rockies did make the playoffs. They were promptly swept by the Milwaukee. I'm happy that my team was in the postseason. You know, that's always a plus. Uh, but going into the World Series, you know, picking a team I wanted to win out of the two, you know, I, I told you I wanted the Red Sox to win out of the two. And, you know, I'm happy with the results. I'm not going to, like, go buy a Red Sox jersey and pretend I'm a Red Sox fan because I'm not. But, you know, of the two teams, I'm happy that's the franchise that came out with the win. And I'm happy for David Price, too. Oh, so happy for David. It, I have never been more happy to be a staunch defender and apologist of a player than I have been to be in David Price's corner through all of the nonsense that so many of these awful Red Sox fans had given him. I have been defending him at every turn his entire tenure in Boston, and it, it finally paid off. I had people telling me on on Facebook, you know, you were the only reason that I had a, a slight sliver of hope in David Price. I'm like, you just, you gotta, he's not as bad as you all say he is. But we're going to get away from that. I had to throw that out there. Those of you that have listened to the show long enough know that I'm a big Boston Red Sox fan, and so I was very excited last night. But I'm also now very excited that I'm going to get some sleep because I'm so tired, David. <laughs> I'm so tired. I yeah, still but you're dedicated. Haven't... You're dedicated to your team. You stayed up and watched every single game, so that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I still haven't caught up from the sleep that I lost during the 18 inning game. I, I had one hour mm. of sleep and then I had to go to work, and it just, oh, I'm so tired. But we do have a couple of voicemails that we need to get to, so let's go ahead and get to those. Um, you know, we we ran out of time yesterday. We had Evan on. We wanted to make sure that we maximized our time with him. So let's go ahead and get to a couple of these voicemails that you guys sent in. You will be entered in to win that Quan Alexander jersey. Uh, but let's find out what some of our listeners and and uh, some of these Bucks fans are saying about their feelings on the Bucks and more than likely the quarterback situation. This is Grico Suave at Grico Suave from Charleston, South Carolina. Tampa Bay just lost, had a thrilling comeback with Fitzpatrick, but today and probably all this week, all we're going to hear about is how much Jameis sucks, how much Fitzmagic is back, and should be the QB. I don't know what to tell you guys. It was a messy game again. This team still has lots of problems. Maybe Fitzpatrick might be the answer going forward. Maybe Jameis just had a bad game. Our defense played better. We're still not getting much help from our special teams. And for God's sake, Catanzaro has to go. All right, fellas, go Bucks. Hey, guys, just finished watching this game. Uh, this is Steve at Tattoo Bowling calling from Oregon. Brutal. Um, just brutal. Fitz, power, more power to you, man. The team really rallies around you. They have confidence in you. Uh, you can see the energy level come up when Fitz came in the game versus Janus. Janus, you've been given every opportunity. 
I've said it before, I think this is just who you are. And who you are is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, maybe. So paying a middle-of-the-quarterback big money, it just doesn't make sense. If Fitz wants to stick around, let him stick around for another year, draft a younger quarterback that can sit behind him and learn, um, and kind of and kind of move on. I mean, if you can get something for Jameis, so be it. Uh, gosh, this, was, this one was brutal. Anyway, thanks for the pod, guys. I'm depressed. See ya. Well, uh, David, I'll, I'll let you kind of dive in first. I, I know you said you wanted to react to uh, to one of the voicemails. I'm going to go ahead and assume it was our friend Greco. Uh, you wanted to get, get your thoughts in before I gave mine because we heard the magic word, Catanzaro. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when, when I heard the voicemail the first time, you know, obviously I got a smile on my face because I know how much you you love talking about Chandler. But it also kind of made me made me think that he's kind of the winner in this whole thing because, again, he missed a kick. Again, towards the end of the game, that kick, you know, it was one point in the early part of the game, but it just carried through the rest of the game and impacted how the game ended. And nobody's talking about it except for Greco and now us, nobody's talking about it. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, Cairo Santos is out there. You know, I haven't heard anything of the bucks bringing anybody in for workouts, you know, today's, uh, Tuesday as, as people are listening to this. So maybe something today, I don't know. I mean, the trade deadline is looming. James Winston, right. Fitzpatrick. Da, 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 da. I mean, with everything swirling around advent health, uh, Chandler seems to be kind of flying under the radar and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. This is going to surprise you, but I'm not going to kill Catanzaro for that missed extra point. And here's why ultimately that missed extra point meant nothing in the grand scheme. They, you, you said that it played into the end of the game, but here's the honest truth. It didn't because after Catanzaro missed that extra point, Randy Bullock missed one too. So he gave that point right back. So it was it was right back to a level playing field. There was no <clears throat> there was no chasing that point because the Bengals gave it back. Now, had Bullock made his extra point, we're talking about a very different situation at the end of the game. We're talking about needing to go for two twice. Yeah. Because now you are having to chase that point and you did kick two field goals instead of getting into the end zone at one point. So I'm actually not going to kill Catanzaro for that min- missed extra point strictly based on the fact that Bullock missed one too. So there wasn't that that missing point that the Bucks, you know, didn't have floating out there all game long because the Bengals did the same thing. So it was it was right back to a level playing field. Yeah, and that, that's a fair point. I, I think what I'm referring more mostly to is that two point conversion they did need. Uh, you know, had that kick obviously gone through, and uh, the Bengals still had their miss, you wouldn't need that two point conversion, right? But that's fair. I don't know. That's I mean, fair. I feel like if the two point conversion, let's say the two point conversion fails, mm-hmm. how much more attention? Because right now, Cat Zero is getting zero attention. Uh, you know, like I said, outside that voicemail and, and what we're talking about, I've seen nothing on Twitter. I haven't listened to all the the podcasts. I, I make my rounds through after games, but I you know I don't I haven't really heard of much uh, circling Chandler right now. If if the Bucks miss that extra or miss that two point conversion, don't convert. Do you think Cat and Zero is getting a little bit more flack uh, after the game? 
It depends because that changes that that goes into as our as our buddy Ren likes to talk about that alternate dimension. You you miss that two point conversion. The Bengals are not attacking. The Bengals are playing run the clock out. So now your defense has the opportunity to do what it did the entire second half, shut them down, force the three and out because they're not putting that ball in the air. They're putting that ball in the hands of Joe Mixon, protect it, run the clock, don't give the Bucks and, and Fitz Magic time to make magic happen and get into field goal range. So you're talking about a very different ending to the game. They're not trying to march down the field for a win. They're they're going into Marvin Lewis play not to lose mode, which mm-hmm. I've witnessed the Bengals blow games time and time again in doing so. So, you know, again, I I don't know that that's a you know, in an alternate dimension, that's a very interesting game to sit down and watch, but in the end um, you know, I viewed it as, as no harm, no foul. Yeah, I got that. So I'm surprised, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to go on another rant, didn't you? But no, I, I support Greco's thought and he, and he's got to go, but I'm not, I'm not holding anything from Sunday against him. Um, and then, uh, Steve, uh, thank you for calling in Steve from Oregon. Um, you know, it's, I, I agreed with with most of, of what you said. Um, the one thing that I'm not too high on is drafting a quarterback this year or, or this coming draft. And we're a long ways away from the draft. If Fitzpatrick comes out and he's nails the rest of the season, we're talking about this team playing into January. If they can come out and play the, the way they did the first three games, essentially, because, I mean, if you're telling me the Bucks are going to win two out of three, you know, for the remainder of the season, I'll take those numbers. I'll, I'll take that swing. So, you know, if he comes out and, and he's nails, they can be playing into January. So now you're looking at picking in the 20s. You're, you're not looking for a quarterback. And really, there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks to look at in this coming draft. It's not going to be a great quarterback class. That's the farthest thing from my mind at this moment in time. Um, I do still believe that Jameis is a talented player. I do still believe that Jameis can be a leader. I do still believe that he has the talent and the ability to win games and get an NFL team to the postseason. Is that with Tampa with this coaching staff? I don't know. Is that with Tampa with another coaching staff? I don't know. Is it with another NFL team? Maybe. You know, it's it's all it's, it's all hurry up and wait and see. But as it stands right now, in heading into week, what are we heading into? Week nine yeah. of 2018. Jameis Winston is not going to lead this team to the postseason. He's not going to lead this team to wins. He's going to continue to put pressure on the defense that they don't need the pressure of because he keeps turning the ball over all the time. That's the Jameis that we have right now. Something needs to be fixed. There is a problem there, whether it's mechanically, whether it's a problem with a coach, whether it's a problem between his ears, there is a problem there that needs to be figured out, addressed, and fixed before we worry about drafting a quarterback or what the future holds for Jameis. Right now, the only thing the Bucs are worried about is get a win against Carolina because a win against Carolina, a win in that division, 
taking you to two and one in the division, getting another conference win, getting back to 500 can skyrocket this team. You would be in the driver's seat in the division because of your record. You would have a good conference record and you would be a 500 team with a not a murderous schedule ahead. You still have the Giants, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the 49ers. You have very beatable teams ahead of you. Just focus on this game against Carolina and hope that Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic. Yeah, I mean, I can't say it any better than you just did. You know, uh, as as bleak as things kind of appear on the surface, the, the team's three and four. There's plenty of season left. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's not over yet. Um, so we'll see. I'm not a fan of drafting quarterback either one, because like you said, the, the, the draft class coming up is just not expected to be all that great. And granted, I mean, at this time last year, nobody, nobody projected, you know, the quarterback feeding frenzy that we had in the first round this year. So a lot can change, but usually there's at least a guy who's getting like first round chatter at this point in time that just kind of gradually climbs the ladder. I wonder if there's like a D2 guy out there that nobody's talking about yet, like a like a Joe Flacco or a Carson Wentz that's going to kind of come out of nowhere. But either way, I mean, the hope is that the Buccaneers aren't going to be drafting that high, you know, high enough to do that anyway. And, I mean, the team already has a young quarterback on the roster and Ryan Griffin. And, I mean, if, if you're going to look at a guy to, to potentially uh, groom, why, why not him, you know? And then you got – uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Tyrod Taylor, who are both probably going to be available during the offseason next year. Neither of them are, you know, rookies or young, young guys, but both are still young enough to come in and compete if you want a third quarterback. If uh, you're talking Ryan Fitzpatrick and not James Winston, or if, even if it's just James Winston and Fitzpatrick decides to hang it up and you want a third guy, you know, bring one of those guys in. Those are two guys who uh, Tyrod has shown that outside of some uh, anomalies, he can protect the ball really well. And Teddy, uh, I mean, I don't know. The last time Teddy was on a, on an active football field for a long period of time, he was looking pretty good. So, you know, lo- lots of other options out there. Well, I won't say lots, but there are some other options out there for the Bucks if they're looking quarterback. But, again, right now the focus is this year, like Dirk Cutter said, he doesn't even know who the team is playing after Carolina, which is obviously uh, tongue-in-cheek a lie. But, you know, it just shows the mentality of the team. That's where they need to be focused. And, yeah, I mean, a win in Carolina, uh, I mean, it's it's on the road. It's in the division. It's the year to division leader confidence is a real thing in in uh competitive sports you know uh, a team gaining confidence from a win like that one if they if they're able to to pull it out could could uh could definitely go a long way i i agree with you on the on the upcoming schedule i know washington is first place in the nfc east but i i don't know i still i really don't see a whole lot there you know i think that's more a result of the struggles that some of the other teams in the in the in the in the division are having and all that more than more than it is what the Redskins are doing themselves. So it's still a winnable game. The Falcons are going to be a winnable game. Uh, I mean, this team already beat the Saints once. Uh, I think the Saints now are a little bit different than the Saints of week one. But, you know, it still stands that, you know, this team has already been able to beat the Saints in New Orleans. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to predict a playoff run, but there's nothing that says the team can't make one. And if Fitzmagic can, can take the show on the road to Carolina this coming weekend, uh, they may have something going. 
Guys, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening and for joining James and I here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. But before we move on, we wanted to take just a minute and talk to you guys about clothing because everybody loves wearing brand name clothes, right? But it is absolutely insane how much we pay for brand new brand name clothes, whether it be for us or for our kids, just so we can watch them outgrow them in a few months. Well, now there's a place where you can go and you can discover awesome discounts on gently used clothing, and that's at Swap.com. So Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off of retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. It's all quality, hand-inspected items. They're added daily. And if something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. Guys, right now, Swap.com is offering 35% off to our listeners on select items for your first order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word. Again, that's over at Swap.com. Hit up their homepage where you can find new deals every day. All right. Well, David, we are up against the clock. I know we have another voicemail uh, in the queue. We will try to get that get to that as fast as possible. Uh, I believe they called in from Evans Neck of the Woods there in Nashville. So uh, we will we will get you lined up here sooner than later. But right now we have to take care of our house cleaning again and get on out of here. So please. Be sure that you're checking out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're sending in your voicemails to get entered in to win that Quan Alexander autographed jersey at the conclusion of the Buccaneer season. You can do so by calling 813-444-5841. Please make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, Fitzmagic is back. Let's hope it's as good as it was the first couple weeks of the season and really right the ship in Tampa. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! Five to one the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018! 